Hey, hey, there we are. I think Bones just threw an elbow. <laughs> two minutes. For trouble. Two, two minutes, minutes for elbowing. <laughs> I'll tell you, with those hockey elbows, Sean, you could elbow somebody, and I'll tell you what, send them into next week. Oh, yeah. They're like cement, those things. Yeah. When I first uh, started playing adult hockey at like 38 years old, I I went out without equipment, right? Real, real smart of me. And I fell on my elbow, and I burst my bursa sac. Oh, fuck. So for like a month, I had this this thing just hanging from my elbow. I was like, what the hell is that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I just fell. Of course, you know, when you're younger, you don't go to the doctor. You don't do anything. That, that ice it's is just, hard. It's harder than concrete. It really is. Yeah. Yep. It's no joke. And when you go down, let me tell you something. Yep. Especially when I was 285 on the ice. You know, I went down. It was like a Zamboni for most of my career. <laughs> Just cleaning the ice. That's funny. You know, but, it's uh, funny. Uh, almost every fall, I don't mean for the pros. They, they kind of, even when they get hit, they kind of semi-know how to fall. But yeah. but um, when you fall on turf or, or blacktop or in a pavement or concrete, yeah. you're, whatever part of you is on that ground, your body's moving away from that point of contact, right? Because there's friction. Okay. And yeah, you can crack your skull open and die by hitting your head on, on, on the sidewalk. But when you fall on ice, it's like that point of contact slides away from you. And then it's whip. You know, it's 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 literally a, a whap. And if it's your head, you're whapping your brain against the inside of your skull because yeah. your skull is hitting the ice. And you know what? For years, and you were you were a hockey coach? Oh, yeah, coach yeah. travel hockey, yeah, club I couldn't hockey. figure out all of the concussions that I saw, and my daughter had at least four. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I couldn't figure out how they had this this crappy, was it stage one foam on the inside wow. of, of a hard shell? Yeah. And the whole thing was hard as a rock. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Who's the manufacturer that's going to come out and put just four strips of the same foam yeah. on the front? both sides and on the back so if you do hit the back or the side or the front you've got that foam on the outside of the hard shell and you got the foam on the inside it's got to help but nobody was nobody was i talked to some people about it and everybody was like oh and they always gave you an excuse about why it wouldn't be a good idea oh oh you know give it a year or two it'll peel off well, then you know what? Then you sell the accessories, which is the little peel-ons. Sure, sure. Peel-ons, yeah. and we'll put on or some more. more. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't you know, it's political. Should, they didn't want to do it. That should be all padded up in there. Speaking of hockey, John, I don't know how many of our uh, viewers watch hockey, but they recently had the hockey uh, draft. Did oh, you, really? Did no, you? I'm out of loop. Well, you even if you're in the loop, it's not advertised. Hockey gets no recognition. You know, the NBA, the NFL draft... You know, we hear about that six months in advance, and it's a big deal. I know yeah. the football draft's a big deal, but hockey, you, you can't even find it. I think ESPN, one of their channels. Ice hockey is still not grassroots in the United States. Well, I, I believe in conspiracy theory, John. I believe there's a reason for that. I mean, I, maybe because it's an out of, like it was developed in Canada. Or, or the former Soviet Union. They'll fight over that. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, you know, they just... There's no recognition for it. Meanwhile, the Garden and many other facilities, they sell out 41 times a year. That's crazy. Yeah. Sold out. You can't get a ticket, right. you know? And yet it's a, it's a big... Well, that's because there's so many 
there's so many walk-ins and even the Boston, the old Boston Garden was like that. Um, so was so was the the Montreal Forum, which has now been for about 25 or 30 years. It's been the Bell Center, I think. It's still the yeah. Bell Center. You had walk-in crowds. Mm. Montreal with people walking around, you know, eating, buying this, that. But Newark, there's no walk-in crowd in Newark no. to see the Devils. No, no, no. You either you either have you know the, the reason why a third of those seats are empty is because they're corporate tickets mm. and people just they get they give them away as a gift and nobody goes. The last time I was at the Garden to watch a hockey game was with you and our friend John, uh, the Hartford Whalers oh against God. the New York Rangers oh in 1977 that that or infamous, infamous moment. Yeah, yelling at Phil Esposito. On the yeah. Espo, just how strong are you? Would you like to know? You want to <laughs> find out? I want to find did, out. He didn't miss a beat. No, he didn't. The three of us sat right down. And those were the okay. days when those sideboards, the, the side glass was only like two feet high. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the last time I, I saw a couple, I saw the Rangers play uh, the Devils. I'm surprised you're such a hockey fan. Yeah, well, you know, work kind of gets in the way. And it's late it at night. Does. I'm in bed, you know. It does. Well, that's true. Yeah. I'm an early Plus, guy. it's not easy to get tickets. No, no, no. So, how's everything going? Well, we didn't do a countdown. Should we do a countdown? Let's do a countdown. Okay, you ready? I'm going to do it with energy, not that slow stuff. Five, four, three, two, one. Ah! <laughs> hey, friends, welcome back to the Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. To my right is Skinny Bones and... I'm Filipino. <laughs> are you and you are you, slow I, today. Well, I thought you were going to say something. Well, I'm slow every day, you know? <laughs> I like when somebody holds the door open for me. I'm like, hey, listen, pal, I'm at top speed. You know, they do it, and I'm like 20 feet away. I'm right. like, listen, this is as fast as it gets. Right. You know? Although, I did run a five-mile race one time at 268 pounds in 51 minutes. You finished five miles? What? Come on. I'm an athlete. Yes, I finished five I, miles. I it was a Verona it. run. And uh, our other friend, John, who we were talking about, talked me into it. Well, he's, a runner. He, but he really, he could run. He yeah. burns up a track. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, I don't burn up a track. No, me you neither. Know, you know Bloomfield Avenue, right? Correct, John? Any viewers out there? Essex County, Bloomfield Avenue. Yeah. So the race went through a couple of towns, okay, uphill, downhill. Not only were ladies with strollers passing me, okay, pushing strollers uphill passing me. That's how, what a speed demon I am. But I was so far in the back of the line. Uh, the pack that they stopped traffic on Bloomfield Avenue. The cops did. A guy gets out of his car, and I'm coming up to Bloomfield Avenue. I can hear him yelling, There can't be anybody left. Like, I guess they had him there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> the poor cop saw me, like, in the distance coming, you know? It was almost like that Monty Python where, you know, you see him, he's way out there. <laughs> he doesn't move. All of a sudden, he's right up. Yeah. And you know, I walk by, I give the guy the finger, like, Come on. You know, you have a, I guess you had a penny on them number. I, I had all that stuff. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I was the, they call it the Clydesdale class. You know, they That's put you in by one. Yeah. But funny. I finished, John. 51 I minutes. Could, I couldn't finish five miles. There's oh, no way. Listen, I can't even drive five miles now. But yeah, I did it. All right, how's everything else going? Good? Good, good. I spent the day on the Jersey Shore yesterday uh, in the town of Manasquan, beautiful. New Jersey. And, uh, my God, it's beautiful, but the I, I'm a little bit, I've been doing the old man walk in the park, you know, 10,000 steps a day, so I, my body's kind of acclimated to the sun, 
couple of shades darker. So I didn't really burn, but my God, I was wind whipped. The wind oh, yeah. was so, the wind was fierce and it was steady and it was, you know, relentless. Yeah. Did you get sunburned? Uh, just a little bit, just a little bit. Because yeah. uh, like I said, my, I've been in the sun walking in the park, so I kind of get All used right. to it. You're a sun, little, you're little a little sun bit on my nose. You're a yeah. sun person? I love the sun. I love the beach, yeah. Let me tell you something. My legs, now we're Italian, so we'll get a little darker skin. My legs have not seen the sun in like 18 years. I've, I've, I'm not, you know, no vacations, working. My legs are so white. I mean, if I, I don't even think there's circulation going below my stomach and below my waist. That's how white. I mean, I think they would stop traffic like this guy is a walking corpse. I mean, I don't know what would happen if they actually saw sun right now. Well, you're reminding me, talking about white skin, the beach, mm. not having seen the sunlight in years. Mm. Back in the day when we used to go to the beach and my brother was there, my brother was had a very, very keen comedic sense. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Make it was in his delivery. It was, it was, it was his, the delivery. It was everything. It was all he had it all going on. Yeah. And uh, and all there'll be people who get pissed off at me, but whenever he saw either a guy or a girl that was B and F, roly poly, yeah. substanti husky. substantial, substantial, husky. husky to the nth degree, mm -hmm. and they were white with rolls, he'd say, Jesus. Look at that mozzarella over there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like he was and some kind of. The first time he said that, we were all like, like what? A mozzarella in a bathing suit? Uh, yeah, look at her. Uh, She's white and rolls and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, we're just like at the deli counter. You pick your mozzarella, it's in the water. Oh and, I, and from that time on, none of us could look at heavy people that were white because. Without saying that. They were mozzarella. They were mozzarella. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> Only your brother. And Only the delivery brother. was. Yep. Timing, he had it all. He, he had it all. He you did. know, I saw something on my way down here today to the, uh, you know, the secret location that we do the podcast. Right. Uh, I saw something that was pretty disturbing today, John. I just got to. I love disturbing right stories. Oh, well, this one, yeah. So I'm coming on 287, right? Yeah. Now 287 up, way up north by you know Wayne 23 and all that. Like There's, up by Mawa. Between Wayne and Mawa, mm -hmm. closer to Wayne, mm -hmm. you're, you're spot on with that. There's a part of 287 that, you know, it goes through a mountain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But there's a valley, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. you have like an overpass, a, you know, a bridge. I don't know if you call it Isn't a bridge. Isn't that where that overpass. big, huge hotel is off to the left? It's that You're down further. Yeah. This right, is right. closer to Wayne. Right. And it's a big drop. I mean, you yeah. can see it. Oh, it's God, a big Jesus drop. Nothing but woods. What? Uh... So traffic's there. I'm coming here, you know. I know we had a production meeting and the director, you know, I missed the catering, of course, you know, yeah. because I was running. Uh, it wasn't so good. Got yeah, it. right, racing the clock and uh, traffic, cop cars everywhere. And I'm like, oh, God, what's going on here, you know? Typical New Jersey, busy highway. And there's a fence over, you know, on the side of the highway. There's the guardrail, cement. You mean on the left, not the mountainside, but the, the, the valley side, side. The, the valley side. side, right. And there's a kid who looks like he's, I would say, a teenager. You know, when you get a certain age, I can't tell. Everybody's young to me, so. But I'm going to say he was 16, 17 to 24, okay? Okay. And he's sitting, no shoes on. Mm -hmm. He's got uh, sweatpants and a T-shirt and a headband on, and he's sitting on top of the fence. 
and the all top, the cops. The top rail. Yeah. Like, top, in other words, he's going to jump. Like, yeah. Obviously, uh, he had uh, bad intentions. Uh, I mean, it just broke my friggin' heart. And here are these cops. There had to be six or seven of them, state troopers, town cops. And they're talking to this kid, and he just looked like he was having none of it. Right. Uh, it broke my heart. You know, oh, as we, wow. And all the traffic's going by, like, you know. I felt so stupid, you know, worrying about my, you know, getting here oh, on time yeah, for the catering, the, right? And uh, and the podcast, and I mean, here's somebody going through a tough time in life, and uh, you know, it just brings up that, that conversation that we've had before about the youth of America, youth in general throughout the world, and how they just seem so lost. I don't know if the kid was on anything or maybe just depressed. I know youth suicide. You never know. Suicide oh, youth is suicide is way up since the pandemic. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And uh, we see what's going on with these these shootings. It's always a young kid. I don't understand, John. When we were that age, you know, what did we worry about? I mean, hanging out. We worried about the crap, the bullshit. Know, the regular kids the, hanging out. Right. We were know? very, in that sense, we were very fortunate. We were, yeah. we were a bunch of suburban kids. And uh, it, it really, what was the extent of it? Who said what about who? Yeah, but right. most of the time, but we just worry about hanging out together, um, you know, trying meet, you know, who's dating who, you know, who's going to the gym, well, who's trying to date who? Yeah, who's trying to date who? What car? Who's got a car? Who's getting a car? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all we worried about, you know. School was on the agenda on the list, yeah. but you know, that's what our main concern was. We didn't have any other concerns. Right. I don't remember anybody being, I mean, everybody had a, has a bad day back right. then, but yeah. who, John, do you remember back in high school that was like really, told you I'm really depressed right now? No, I, I, I well, I mean, they were there, of course. Of course. But, but I, I have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to weigh in on this. May I? I insist. Or you'll, yeah. I'm not going to Society is fractured. The world is fractured, and it's not just since um, November, December of, of 2020, or whenever the hell the pandemic hit. When was that? November 2020? of, of well, 2019, I guess, yeah, right, because it was yeah. COVID-19. Um, it's not just that. The building block of any society, the building block of the planet, the stronghold, the foundation of humanity, no matter what country you're in, even if you're tending to your rice paddy in, uh, in Cambodia, the family unit is the building block that creates the foundation for any society that helps the country, that helps the global community. And excuse me for using the G word global because the word global has now been co-opted by darkness and evil. And people who are in service to themselves but my god you know the where you've heard me say it before we're in a we're in a spiritual warfare what did joe biden say oh, god. What joe, did he i say? know joe biden months back said you know as he's there at the podium doing his stupid bullshit uh politicians things we're in a war for the heart of America for the heart and soul of he's right he's the, you know there's that old expression when somebody tells you what they are believe them yeah we are in a war for the heart and the soul of America it's just that 
There's Dems that do and Dems that don't. And I don't mean Democrats. I'm talking about people, like as in them, them, yeah. right? So you are either of the light or you are of the, the lowest pit of the dark. And Brandon is of the lowest pit of the dark. So he was telling you the truth. Mm. We're in a war for the heart and soul of this country. Well, we're in a war for the heart and soul of this world. How do we know? All you got to do, all you got to do is have the ears to hear and the eyes to see. The evil that is abounding. You know, Satan is out there with his, his or her minions prowling to, to gobble up people and to, and to destroy souls. And that's not a joke, friends. It's not a joke. You've heard me say this before. Please find a little forgiveness for me that, that I reiterate. But, you know, um, you got to tell it like it is. So these poor kids, these poor kids, right away, the fathers and the mothers, if they exist in a, in a home, you know, nuclear family unit, they're out there chasing a buck. But they're getting the, the money that they're earning stolen from them, don't we know it, by the evil pieces of shit politicians. I just heard Gerald Salente yesterday, God bless Gerald, the uh, publisher of the Trends Journal, look up the Trends Journal and Gerald Salente on, on the internet, he's fabulous. And um, the total, as of about three or four days ago, was that the United States, as per Brandon has given the Ukraine in excess of 60 billion of our taxpayer dollars. And apparently yesterday, because it probably takes a lag of a day to get out, you know, to the press and then to the alternative media, apparently it's another 800 million here and another 1.6 billion there. For what, people? So that we can be in a proxy war against um, Vladimir Putin and and the former Soviet Union. So we've gone from uh, the war on drugs, which is the biggest joke in the world because the government was the biggest purveyor of drugs into this country. The government, factions of the intel services, and you've probably heard it before, they were smuggling all sorts of drugs into the, into the country by stuffing the body cavities of dead soldiers coming back from war. Mm. How's that? Stick that in your pipe your tailpipe, whatever pipe, and suck on it and smoke it. So, okay, where does that leave us? Oh, my God, the war on drugs. What a joke. Even Ronald Reagan was a joke. Oh, we've, we've appointed our, our uh, drug czar to, be, to lead the war on, on drugs. You lying sack of crap. I know I'm, now I'm getting under the skin of, of the staunch right-wing conservatives and the Republicans for daring to say something about Ronald Reagan. Come on. Come. None of these people are clean. None of them. So it's the war on drugs, which was a bold-faced lie. Then it's the war on Islamic jihadists, which was pretty much after a ton of false flag attacks that were pinned on uh, Muslims across the country. It was really factions of our own intel services that did it. So it's the war on drugs. It's the war on Islam. Then where did it go? Uh, then that starts to peter off. 
after 20 years in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. 21, 21 years, right? Think of all the money. Think of all the deaths. Think of all of the injury and the mayhem. And, and now, and by the way, this is after the war in Asia, you know, Japan, uh, uh, Vietnam. After, Korea. So, so we go, yeah, Korea. We go through all of these different permutations and bullshit gyrations of war and fear and violence. And this is what, this is how the dark side rolls. The dark side has to constantly keep the populace encased and caked in fear. And when they do, it destroys our energy. And there's a good, there's a good notion out there that, of course, there are those who are in service to themselves, and then there's the rest of us who are in service to others. The dark ones, the dark evil ones that are on this planet, that are running the government agencies and the, the World Health and the World Economic Forum and on and on and on. These people are evil energy vampires. Now, I understand I've heard a couple of experts in this say, well, it's not the same thing as a, an energy vampire, but they actually extract your energy when you are in a fear state. And that's not a joke. And that's how uh, if I say the A word, mm, YouTube will kill us immediately. Why? Because they're sensitive to the truth. Very few people are sensitive to an untruth. But there is there's a substance that if, if you're riding down the highway and all of a sudden a truck jackknifes in front of you, you see it smash the smithereens, a car in front of you, and now it's only 100 feet away and you're still doing 60 miles an hour. <laughs> what happens? Your adrenal glands squeeze and it pours into your system epinephrine, which is the fight or flight component that jacks you. It makes your eyes see quicker. Your breath starts to go. Your heart starts to pump and it gets you ready to either fight or run for your life. There's another word for epinephrine, and it's adrenaline. Mm. I hope I got that by the bullshit Comunazi censors, because we're talking medicine here, right? Now I'll be now I'll be on the spot for passing egregious false information medically again, right? So that surge in energy is literally consumed by the dark entities that are around us. And you might think, oh, this guy's telling a bullshit fantasy story. No, I'm not, people. No, I am not. Look it up. Invest some time. I didn't say spend time. I said invest some time in looking up how the dark souls that are here, maybe they don't even have souls. They're dark entities. Use us like batteries and generators of energy. And they literally... They literally can't live without us. And they're in service to themselves. And the more fear and the more violence and the more hatred they foment, just picture a bunch of hogs slopping down food, swill from a feeding trough. That's what these people are. So we went from all of these wars all over the world, through Asia, Vietnam, Korea, you know, Japan, the Nazis, right up through Korea, Vietnam, where else? Uh, oh, we're in the Middle East, I mean. In the Middle East for almost 25 years. Yeah, Think yeah. of all the lives lost and the 
the gut-wrenching phone calls and the news that who's who didn't come John, back. John, war is big business. Well, Smedley Butler, Smedley Butler said war is a racket. Look up Smedley Butler, folks, and read his little treatise, War is a Racket. Mm. He was being pinned to be the next president, and he turned on him. He turned on the dark cats and said, screw you. Here, instead, stick this up your tailpipe. War is a racket. I want nothing to do with it. And then there went his presidential career. And he just kind of faded away, like MacArthur says, right? Old, old soldiers don't die. They just fade away. John, could war be used to divert attention to what's going on in the well, motherland? The yeah. Good old like United it, States of America. Any, any large-scale event can be used to distract. But the, you know, where I was going with this is these people create these horrible, gut-wrenching experiences. And just today we saw that Gerald Salenti was, was um, exposing some television commercial from New York City about what to do. You know, you know it's, it was like a training film, like came out in the 50s about in the event of a nuclear explosion. Well, well, what the fuck do we know? You know, I told myself I was going to ease up on the F-bombs, and so far this, that was a tepid, one-shot one, one deal, tepid. Yeah, right. Anyway, the point is, um, we've gone through all of these wars, the war on drugs, after the, the, the major world wars and all of that crap, and these military actions. Vietnam wasn't even called a war, it was called a military police action. Yeah. Are you kidding me, right? And then it's the, then it's the Muslims, God bless them. Right, and God bless all of our soldiers, men and women that were killed and maimed, and all the people we killed because of a lie, because of a lie, a dark, dark, evil lie. And now, where are we? What's coming up now? We finished the whole you know, Muslim boogeyman scare. Then it's oh, oh, there's a thing out there that flies around and goes up your nose. And it puts a fish hook up your nose, and now you've got some horrible disease that's killing people by the millions. And we won't give you a medicine that can get you better and keep you out of the hospital. We'll make that illegal. Mm. And then we want you in the hospital, and we're only going to give you a medicine that begins with an R, and that causes kidney failure, and then you'll be on a ventilator with a tube stuck down your throat, and then the hospitals get $39,000 per vented patient above and beyond the usual and customary billing and ebb and flow of, of resources and, and monies generated. And then after that, after that, they're still mandating masks in California, and they want to jab six-month-old babies? Are you kidding? So now i got to be careful be careful Easy because fucking YouTube will take us down again. And you know something? Fuck them. But, uh, oh, that's two, isn't it? Mm. It's all right. Two. That's not bad. So, and now where is it going? In, in the in the ebb out of that bullshit with the fish hooks up your nose? Now it's the monkey pox? Oh, We've mentioned that before. But isn't that interesting that just just two months ago, the NIH and the Wuhan lab of virology in China had admitted that they were both experimenting with monkeypox. People, how effing stupid can you be? Ooh, ooh. How effing stupid can you be? Are you kidding me? 
if if you're in the mall at the parking lot and you hear smash and you hear glass tinkling onto the ground and you see a, a mall security guard with a baton in his hand standing next to your smashed window and there's glass particles on top of his boots who smashed your window until proven otherwise the security guard did it isn't some fictitious character that's that's come and gone and the security guard ended up by your car in point one second give me a break come don't, on people wake up don't believe what your eyes see that's don't, what they're telling you don't believe what your eyes see and uh, and now here we are and now here we are and, and in the words of that jerk off in the White House, or at least he's pretending to be in the White House. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think he's pretending to be a jerk off. Right, right. He and, and his word salad chef, bullshit VP. What did he say? How long is this going to take, Mr. President? Mr. Who? Really? How about Mr. P? Because we can just substitute another P word in for president. How long is this going to take with these high gas prices and sanctions? As, as, long, as long as it takes as long as it takes all right and so now we're at over 60 billion US dollars come on people come on I are you still so stupid that you're still watching the mainstream media the mainstream media is a dark dark what did Joe Biden say last last fall it's gonna be it's gonna winter be a very a very dark cold uh, winter it's the winter who, of death or something. Winter of, yeah. Who, what world leader says that? Can't you see that this guy, for whatever he has left in his, his, his flea-bitten brain, can't you see, can't you see that he's evil? And talk about evil, you think his stupid bullshit wife isn't evil? Didn't she just refer to a Hispanic American as a taco? Yeah. Just happened. Didn't yeah. it just happen? It just happened, John. And a she taco. Couldn't, she couldn't. She didn't say bodega. Yeah. Bodega. Bodega. She Listen, said. people, people who are, you know, hardcore, hardline, Democratic voters, the blue people out there. How much are you going to take before you get it? That. I, I almost said that you all made a mistake by voting him in. You didn't vote him in. You did your best to vote him in, but let's face it, 400,000 votes came out of the fucking ether at 3 o'clock in the morning. So however it happened, however it happened, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Haven't you seen? Haven't you? Don't you have? Aren't you fed up? Haven't you had enough of the bullshit? Enough. John, they said the state of Wisconsin recently, within the last couple days or a week or so, uh, the Supreme Court of the state of Wisconsin ruled five to four that the election was, um, the votes were received unconstitutionally. And, and guess what that adds it's up to? It's probably too little too late. Guess what that adds up to to the political world? Yeah. It, it adds up to the Bronx cheer. Yeah. But Nothing. It, it, I think for some people it's a kind of a validation that whatever they're saying, they think that what mishaps uh, took place yeah. At least they feel, right. you know, they say Arizona is the next state that's going to... Well, you know, I, I've heard, I've heard from people online and you really, you know, part of the big problem right now in, in today's day and age is that we have nowhere to turn for 
relatively up-to-date, truthful news. We don't have anywhere to turn. If you go to the mainstream media, you can bet a thousand percent. You can bet your ass that you're being manipulated and lied to. If you go to YouTube or to Rumble or to any of the other online platforms, I would say there's about a 75% chance that you're being lied to. Now, maybe some of those people think they're telling you the truth and, and maybe they've been, you know, they haven't been leveraged. They just don't know any better. Um, it's very, very concerning. I did a little video shorty the other day that I have to put up yet. And I, and I had a small segment that dealt with people we need community and neighborhood chat groups again, but you can put your, leave your cell phones at home. Mm. Leave them at home and designate, you know, a one hour gathering in somebody's basement or wherever, people that you know and trust, to get together to have a good old fashioned chit chat like they used to do at, at um, township meeting houses. In the town I live in, there's the old meeting house, and it's, I think it's, God, I think it's 200 years old, and it's right by an old cemetery with graves from the 1600s. It was the old meeting room. You know what that was? That was Fox, MSNBC, um, CNN, and, and YouTube, and the entire internet, and cell phones all rolled into one big ball, and people showed up in person. Hey, listen, the street we lived on, I mean, they didn't get together too often, but they got together, right. you know, and there was a lot of front yard meetings, you know, middle yeah. of the street meetings. Right. Hello, how are you? What's going on? 100%. 100%. You know, everybody had everybody's number on speed dial back then without cell phone. Yeah. So, right. Want to pull it around, do a little alchemy? Sean, I think it's time you do it in alchemy. I mean, okay. let's do it. Yeah, so, um, people, my dad always said to me, he said, no matter what happens, he used to point his finger at me, no matter what happens, keep the lines of communication open. Because when you keep communication free and easy and open, open, he says, you can't go wrong. He goes, you won't misconstrue something that turns you uh, sour on someone else. So people, we have to communicate properly Part of, the, part of the big world war we're in right now is um, it's an informational war. And so we're left not knowing anything about, we, we have no idea what the truth is. Mm -hmm. Is Putin the bad guy? Is Putin a good guy? Is he somewhere, some kind of mix in between? Is uh, Zelensky a good guy in his high heels and his little skirt on his sitcom? Was he put in place by the Americans after we co-opted a democratically elected government in 2014? Mm. You know, who are these people? What are the agendas? So, so people, my God, communication is so important. Not just people to people, but you to your higher self, to God, to the creator of the universe, I suggest people that you start talking to each other. Put your cell phones away. You can't keep it in your pocket and think turning it off is going to stop them from hearing what you're saying because they track where you are. Get a neighborhood chat group together. 
everybody meets at Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m. or 8 o'clock p.m. for one hour. We're going to meet in somebody's front yard or somebody's backyard around a table. We're going to have coffee and, and crumb snacks. Cake, snacks, crumb cake, or something like Intimate. that. Leave your cell phones at home because if you don't, you got the communazis listening in on your, your strategy agenda. So you got to come up with creative ideas to communicate, just like my dad said. Keep the lines of communication open. Stay away from your laptops, your TVs, your, your, your smart TVs, even your goddamn toasters and your brand new refrigerators. But keep your cell phones way far away so that they don't know where you are or who you're commiserating with. That's all I want to say, and I'm going to finish this one with a prayer because the, the dark ones that are harvesting our, our energy of fear are all around people, and prayer, that's communication between you and the universe and the creator of the universe, prayer is absolutely essential. You know, real quick, little note, I have friends of mine who I asked them for some prayers over the last week personal agenda. And I knew who was going to respond positively, and I knew who wouldn't. And there's a veil on who does and doesn't. Here's what I mean. The ones who are on board says, oh my God, oh my God, you know, Dr. Gallucci, okay, praying hands, oh my God, I'm going to pray so hard for you, blah, 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 you helped so many people, now we're going to help you, we're going to return the favor, all our prayers for you. And then other people who mean well, you know what they do? They send a fist bump. They send the Illuminati, uh, you know, the six or whatever that is. They go, you know, oh, our thoughts are with you. Our thoughts are with you. They refuse to say, oh, my God, I'm going to pray for you. That means they don't pray. That means they have a block. And there's so often a block. So you're going to get my healer's prayer again. And this goes out for all of humanity. Oh, Lord, cleanse me. Holy Spirit, fall afresh on me and purify my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. May my spirit carry only love and healing energy. Jesus, forgive me my sins as I forgive others. I ask God to help me assist and heal my brothers and sisters. Holy Spirit, fill this space and fall afresh on us now. May the power of Jesus and the Christ light change me, mold me, use me, heal me, anoint me, bless me. Make me an instrument of your peace and love, O Lord and Master. For I give my life to God and the Holy Spirit so that I may serve my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen. Be here in service to others, people. Do not get onto that team of dark people who are here in service of just themselves. Amen. See you again soon on the next episode of the Jersey Alchemist. Great job, John. Give me a little something. Like what we're doing on the Jersey Alchemist, press like, subscribe, or will you like, you're subscribed. Like, share. follow. <laughs> I'll say whatever you need to say. Subscribe. And yeah. share. And share. And share. Till next time. Peace.